thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wagenti, a voice actress with voiceovers by Gypsy, and this is Who Gets It Naturally. Music was composed and performed by V. Caritis. I'm not selling anything, diagnosing anything, offering any cures, or replacing your doctor. I'm just sharing my recipes using natural ingredients and my knowledge of essential oils, herbs, and spices. If you're pregnant, please consult your doctor before trying anything new. Everyone is different, so you may need to tweak the recipes a bit to work for you. Always start with the least amount of essential oils. You can always add, you can't take away. Remember, these recipes don't last forever. You need to reapply as needed. If you are allergic to any of the ingredients I use, please substitute for something you're not allergic to. Just because it's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Today, I want to talk about basil. Basil is part of the mint family, and there's an abundance of varieties. You're probably most familiar with sweet basil, which is culinary. Genovese basil is a variety of sweet basil. In fact, some may say they are interchangeable. No. That's like calling Jack Daniels bourbon. Jack Daniels is a sour mash whiskey. Jim Beam is a bourbon whiskey. Whiskey is the main category. There are many different types of whiskey. Sour mash, bourbon, Irish, scotch, rye, Canadian. They're all whiskeys, but they are not interchangeable. The same with sweet and Genovese basil. Sweet basil is the main category. Genovese basil is the kind you usually see sold in small pots in the grocery store. It's a type of sweet basil. So are Italian large leaf or Napolitano basil, Mexican cinnamon basil, Mrs. Burns lemon basil, lime basil, Siam queen Thai basil, opal or purple basil, and Greek bush basil. Holy basil, or Tulsi, is revered in India for its medicinal properties and its long-time use in the Hindu religion. It helps calm the mind. Varieties are Krishna Tulsi, Rama Tulsi, and Vana Tulsi. Hints of clove, camphor, and cinnamon can be found in the leaves and flowers, which are steeped for tea that is mentally stimulating and has no caffeine or caffeine-like effects. The leaves of holy basil are flat and green or purple, depending on the variety. They grow oppositely on a square and hairy stem and are toothed with notches along the left margins. Sweet basil has leaves that are vibrant green and are different sizes and textures depending on the variety. Sweet basil has a mint, pepper, and anise flavor. Genovese basil has a clove and mint flavor. Thai basil's flavor is licorice or anise with hints of spiciness. Purple basil is an ornamental variety with purple leaves. Lemon basil has citrus flavors. Italian large leaf basil has large leaves and rich flavors. Napolitano basil has large leaves also and strong sweet flavors. Cinnamon basil has a sweet cinnamon flavor. Spicy glow basil is small and compact with aromatic leaves. As you can see, there's a wide variety of basil, what the plant looks, smells, and tastes like, and its properties. Today, I'm going to stick with the most common varieties, sweet basil in general, concentrating on Genovese basil, and holy basil. They're both in the mint family and both have a plethora of variations.
Holy basil is an adaptogen, which basically means that it helps your body deal with stress. It's a sacred herb used in Ayurvedic medicine. It has anti-stress effects that promote balance throughout the entire body, including the immune, reproductive, central nervous, and cardiovascular systems. Holy basil, or Tulsi, is commonly consumed in supplement form or as holy basil tea. According to research, holy basil benefits include naturally decreasing anxiety and adrenal fatigue or dysfunction, as well as decreasing symptoms caused by hypothyroidism, unbalanced blood sugar, and acne, among others. Both types of basil can be cooked with, including in fresh or dried forms, but holy basil has the therapeutic uses that sweet basil does not. Sweet basil is still a good source of antioxidants and a great addition to healthy recipes, but it's less commonly used to make extracts, essential oils, or supplements. Some of holy basil's phytonutrients I've discussed before, eugenol, carvacrol, and oleanolic acid are a few. Some of its properties are antioxidant, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, and analgesic. It controls blood sugar, which helps protect against diabetes. It's an anti-carcinogen helping combat lung, liver, oral, and skin cancers. Helps protect the body from radiation poisoning. Balances stress hormones. Fights infections, which in turn lowers fevers. It supports dental hygiene and oral health. Can reduce headaches, depending on what's causing them, like inflamed sinuses, muscle tension, and stress. It combats conjunctivitis, or pink eye, and can counter the oxidative stress that causes cataracts. Talk about timing. My oldest sister is in the process of scheduling cataract surgery. I told her about holy basil. We both ordered some online. I'll update you on any progress. And it's a great source of vitamin K, which can be beneficial to your bone density, digestive health, and more. Vitamin K is an essential fat-soluble vitamin that plays an important role in bone and heart health. It's one of the main vitamins involved in bone mineralization and blood clotting, and it also helps maintain cognitive function, a healthy metabolism, and cellular health. Its medicinal benefits have been confirmed via research. If you want to read up on it, one great place to start is my favorite, the National Library of Medicine website. That's the www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov slash that I'm always citing research from. Once there, you can search in the site search box using either a keyword, like basil, or the article numbers, which is the last part of the websites I give out. For this one, it's PMC 429-6439. So if I was about to read the whole web address, it would be https colon slash slash www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov slash PMC slash articles slash PMC 4296439 slash. There really is a method to my madness. This report covers it all. Quote, Tulsi is perhaps one of the best examples of Ayurveda's holistic lifestyle approach to health. Tulsi tastes hot and bitter and is said to penetrate the deep tissues, 
dry tissue secretions, and normalize kappa and beta. Daily consumption of Tulsi is said to prevent disease, promote general health, well-being, and longevity, and assist in dealing with the stresses of daily life. Tulsi is also credited with giving luster to the complexion, sweetness to the voice, and fostering beauty, intelligence, stamina, and calm emotional disposition. In addition to these health-promoting properties, Tulsi is recommended as a treatment for a range of conditions including anxiety, cough, asthma, diarrhea, fever, dysentery, arthritis, eye diseases, otalgia, indigestion, hiccups, vomiting, gastric, cardiac, and genitourinary disorders, back pain, skin diseases, ringworm, insect, snake, and scorpion bites, and malaria, end quote. Man, wish I knew this when I got stung by that scorpion. Also, according to this study, quote, in addition to protecting against toxic chemicals, Tulsi has also been shown to protect against the toxic effects of heavy metals such as lead, arsenic, cadmium, chromium, and mercury, and the toxic effects of radiation, end quote. Again, timing. One of my best friends recently asked me about heavy metal detox since I've done it twice. I wish I knew about Tulsi tea then. Guess what I'm going to tell him to try. The conclusion to this report is, quote, Modern day scientific research into Tulsi demonstrates the many psychological and physiological benefits from consuming Tulsi and provides a testament to the wisdom inherent in Hinduism and Ayurveda which celebrates Tulsi as a plant that can be worshipped, ingested, made into tea, and used for medicinal and spiritual purposes within daily life. In providing a focus for ethical, sustainable, and ecological farming practices that provides a livelihood for thousands of farmers, the cultivation of Tulsi goes beyond providing benefits for individuals and households and begins to address broader social, economic, and environmental issues. End quote. There are like over 130 references in this report. Pretty potent stuff. Just like other herbs and essential oils that naturally help maintain blood sugar, blood pressure, etc., you shouldn't take or use holy basil or Tulsi if you're on blood pressure medication, insulin, etc. Talk to your doctor before trying anything new. Sweet basil is mostly used in cooking, but that doesn't mean it doesn't pack a punch. It's an anti-inflammatory, antibiotic, anti-cancer, anti-anxiety, antidepressant, insecticide, carminative, it regulates blood sugar, it's loaded with vitamins like A and K, minerals like magnesium, and is loaded with antioxidants. Genovese basil is what's used in Italian dishes like pesto. Its large textured green leaves are great for caprese salad and adding to soups. Capresi salad is sliced tomato, fresh mozzarella, and basil leaves layered with olive oil and or balsamic vinegar drizzled over it, salt and pepper to taste. When I make it, I like to use meaty tomatoes, sliced not too thick but not too thin, topped with a slice of fresh mozzarella and a basil leaf with balsamic glaze drizzled on top. Ah, oh, so good. Now, don't get me wrong. Even though sweet basil is used more of a culinary spice than for medicinal purposes like holy basil, it does have its merits. But 
you need to be aware that it can lower blood pressure. So if you are on blood pressure medication, talk to your doctor before increasing your daily intake. Same if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. And just like with anything else, you can be allergic to it. If you're allergic to mint, you can also be allergic to basil. Remember, they're cousins. Like cinnamon and lots of other spices, sweet basil contains lots of eugenol. To refresh your memory, eugenol has more of a clove scent and is a major component in clove. Eugenol can be extracted and manufactured. It has antiseptic, antioxidant, antibiotic, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antispasmodic, anesthetic, insect repellent, neuroprotective, and hypolipidemic properties, to name a few. Like cinnamon, sweet basil is used in fragrances, mouthwash, toothpaste, migraine medication, mosquito repellent, to ease colds and flus, congestion, travel sickness, inflammation, asthma, and other ailments. Sweet basil and holy basil, or Tulsi, are high in B vitamins, which are necessary for the production and regulation of neurotransmitters, such as serotonin. Like holy basil, sweet basil can be used as a tea. It's always best to use fresh basil. The drying process degrades so much of its great properties. If you're only using it for taste, then I guess it's no big deal. But if you're using it to reap the many health benefits it has to offer, stick with fresh. I would talk about growing your own, but I can kill weeds. Seriously. I'm trying to interview a few different people about having your own garden for herbs and vegetables. Hopefully, I can get them booked soon. Like the herb, there's a variety of basil essential oils. The essential oils share lots of properties and differ in many ways, just like the plants. Sticking to holy and sweet basils, the essential oils of both are great to use as an anti-inflammatory, making them both useful with skin irritations like acne. They calm the mind. They're great at naturally eliminating odors and can be used to clean. I should have added this to my bathroom episode. Basil essential oil can be used to make your toothpaste and mouthwash, muscle relaxers, insect repellent, fight acne, treat colds and flu, use it for aromatherapy, topically with a carrier oil, or you can even cook with it. Now, because essential oils are so concentrated, you need like less than a drop and the oil needs to be therapeutic grade. When I cook with essential oils, I use a toothpick. Really, that's how little you need. You don't want to overpower what you're cooking. Depending on which essential oil you use, some of the properties are antiparasitic, analgesic, anti-anxiety, antibacterial, anti-cancer, anti-cholesterol, antidepressant, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antioxidant, antispasmodic, antiviral, carminative, anesthetic, amenagogue, stimulates blood flow in the pelvic area and uterus, fungicide, insecticide, neuroprotectant, gastroprotectant, and more. You can literally substitute basil essential oil for any other essential oil in all of the recipes I've shared with you so far. Remember, there are literally hundreds of variations of basil, so there can be just as many variations of the essential oil. 
Just like with everything else, which one you use depends on you, what you want to accomplish, what you like and dislike, and what, if anything, you're allergic to. Remember, do your research. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at vobygypsy at usa.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at vobygypsy or LinkedIn. Search either Chris Wagenti, Who Gets It Naturally, or VoiceOvers by Gypsy. Please download this episode and make Who Gets It Naturally a favorite on your preferred channel so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. The next episode will be published on Sunday, July 16th. Happy July 4th. I know it's only an American holiday. And be safe. <laughs>